Hi, I'm Aaron and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, where we explore, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing the best artists in the game while also taking some time to appreciate some new and classic albums. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the show and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming news and guests. All right, let's get into it. There we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with uh, a fantastic rapper, Pesh Mayweather, hailing from Atlanta. Uh, He's been in the game for quite a while, actually, Pesh. Your career is not exactly uh, one that's gone straightforward. Like You've had a really interesting journey in terms of like what you've been doing in terms of like the journey you've been on and how you've gotten to this point thus far. And you just dropped a track with DJ K Slate as well. A really big name in, in the hip hop industry. Like you're, you're making waves for sure, but the way you got there hasn't exactly been orthodox. No, it's that. That's a great way to describe it. Actually, the way I describe my journey is called, I took the scenic route. You took the scenic route. You know, I had a couple of people well-known people pulled up, you know, like, I don't know what type of transit y'all have in, like, Australia, but, you know, if y'all got, like, public buses or whatever, I chose to take the bus instead of get a ride with somebody. Yeah, no, we got the bus, and uh, I can't tell you how much I dislike buses. So I can I can only only understand, like, how, how challenging that would have been at the time, like, going like knowing that this is a journey you're on, but then knowing that you got to take all these detours and it's literally the most inconvenient route. But it's, it's, it's better the way, and you're exactly right, but it's better that way so you don't compromise what you believe in or what you stand on. You see what I'm saying? You got to grin in the bed, like with, you know, the different stops and the detours, but it's better than doing some shit that you would never do. Yeah, well, talk to me about the actual journey because I know you were incarcerated for a period and then you came out, then you were incarcerated again. But how does music fit into that kind of journey? Because it like it's really challenging like to still have those goals, but also not actually have the ability to make the music that you want to make. I mean, it's like crazy as it may seem, it's like a gift and a curse. I because without the incarcerations, the music wouldn't be what it was. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it's fucked up, but it's this is the harsh reality of it. And I'm just sitting back thinking about it. Without without the incarceration or the the sitting down and away from everything, the focus wouldn't be there. The thought process wouldn't be there. Just 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 all that. The the sitting down and having time to read and obtain knowledge wouldn't have been there. So I. I just been a young dude in the streets running wild, probably dead. So can't have one without the other, as far as in my case. So do you look back and go, if like, do you legitimately believe that if you weren't incarcerated, you wouldn't be where you are today? Like, do you think that it forced you to take you to this path and the success that you've seen? Oh, no, no, let me no, cut good, this damn uh, this noise off. This shit is. Irritating the fuck out of oh, me. Oh, good man. And then look, I don't know if y'all ever seen the meme where it say the person that leave the seatbelt noise on is an ill person like me. I'm the motherfucker that'll leave the ding ding, and I, I don't even hear it. I'm just numb to that shit. Like ah, I know how to block shit out, but that's neither here nor there. But um, now nah, I, I feel like yeah, like what you said, like it it, it wouldn't it, the music wouldn't be there. 
it'll just be different. I might even not have a problem compromising my beliefs just for money. My mindset wouldn't be the way it is. To, you know what I'm saying? To have, to even have a thought like, it's certain shit I'm not finna do. Like, I don't give a fuck what you offer me. I'm not doing that shit. So that has hindered my progression to, to an extent, but it's also made me a better person and a better artist. And have you had that belief the whole, like throughout your whole life? Or is this a new part where you're like, you know what? I've learned my lessons. I now know but the behavior that I'm willing to do and the behavior that I'm not willing to do. Now, I think like as far as we're willing to do and not willing to do, I always been like that. But part of it is just like changing the way I think about certain things or, or, or the approach with certain things. You know what I'm saying? It, it made me be like, instead of like, I don't have a problem per se asking for help or assistance, but I'm not going to keep asking. And then once... I've exhausted all the time that I'm going to ask was probably like maybe once or maybe twice. I figure out a way to do that shit myself. So, yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting because like the, the mindset is like, I'm sure you get questions about this all the time. Like people who are your fans and people who see that you've gone through challenges that you've gone through difficult moments in your life. And they must ask you like, how do you get back from, what a lot of people would assume is the worst moment in your life. How do you overcome the the point where you're degraded as a human? Like you're no longer really a person. You're a number. You've got, you know, a cell that you've got to stay in. But how do you get to a point where you overcome it once and then you overcome it again? Yeah. And again and again. Keeping it a brick shit. Uh, uh... I want to say, like, that's just, like, basically resiliency. The resiliency probably comes from being an athlete when I was younger. Like, it's just, like, a loss is a loss. But it's just, like, the competitiveness, like, oh, these motherfuckers think, watch this. I'm going to show you. That be, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I ain't going to say, like, Michael Jordan, no shit like that. But, like, if, if, if let's say in a sports aspect because I use I look at rap as a sport for me. That's it's, it's a sport for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a skill set. Like it ain't it ain't just oh I do music. I'm not from that era. I was born in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? I'm an age baby. I ain't no you know what I'm saying? So that within itself, that drive like okay if I'm down, I gotta come back. So being in jail is down. I'm down. This is the worst but it ain't I'm not looking at it. I never been like like when I was on the team, I wasn't one of them players like, man, I wanted them, no, we can win. We can, you know, so it's like, okay, mentally I do that for myself. Like, you in jail, wait till you get out. I can't wait till I get out. I'm gonna show these motherfuckers and then fumble again. But I'm gonna quit the game. I'm gonna go tell coach, sit me down, and I'm starting running back, quarterback, whoever, whatever, point guard. I missed a free throw. Like Paul George just missed that free throw and lost the game. Well, he gonna quit? No, he gonna keep going. Let go. So that's 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 how I, I never even looked at it like, oh, uh, because I, I I always accepted whatever comes with the streets. So that's the difference between the newer generation and it's like I'm like middle child. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the difference. It's like I'm aware. Of the consequences. So if you if you go to jail, I mean if you get in these streets, you're either gonna go to jail, somebody's gonna fucking kill you, 
or both. Harsh realities, but we accept it. So the jail shit come with it. Well, how do you accept something like that? Because I like I'm not from the streets, right? So you know, when when I speak to people who come from the streets, from from people such as yourself who are talking about like so so blatantly, like you know, you either go to jail or you end up dead. They're like kind of your two parts. How do you kind of put that into perspective and for yourself just be like, well, this is what I'm willing to do? You say, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you overcome? Like, because to me, if someone was like, you can take this pathway, but you either end up dead or in jail, that's probably not a path I would take. So, how did you overcome that kind of like, because you're a realist, I can tell that you're like very aware of the consequences of everything that you do um because it's like okay death is inevitable you're not gonna duck it so really the consequence is jail because you're gonna die that's a guaranteed fact how when nobody knows if anybody knew that they'd be like a god or some shit so nobody knows that part so that is like a multiple choice you can that's gonna happen regardless so basically it's avoiding jail and that ain't that hard it's just making moves calculated is the risk worth the reward? You feel me? Because, you know, you could be like, it, it, it'll go to what you believe in in life. You know what I'm saying? If you're a spiritual person, whatever, whatever. Like, that's what these beings, I t- we talk about that later, though. But it's like, like I say, death is the inevitable. And if you move right, you can avoid jail or put yourself in a position where you won't be there for a long time. So is whatever you're doing worth it? Is the lifestyle you're living worth it? So I look at it, me punching the clock, getting up, going to work, working a nine to five to barely survive. Just to die anyway, you're going to die. Nah, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit. You see what I'm saying? I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna do whatever I need to do. Get what I can get. Or not even get what I can get. Get what the fuck I want. And live how I want to live. That's living. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think you raise a really important point in that like a, a lot of people kind of struggle with this is like other, otherwise and I make I make it very clear I'm not advocating, you know, going through illegal routes wow. or anything like that on the podcast but like I can understand the mindset of like you see your life potentially play out in your parents or you see it in relatives and you see it in friends and you see that the weight of like labor of like hard labor of like 30 40 50 years and you see where they end up and it's no different to anybody else and so you're like there is no point to this i will just become another cog in the machine so i get the mindset of like i need to break out a cog in the machine right and this is some shit me and my mama done discussed right my mom she ain't really understanding you know your parent always wants you to be better than them you know what i'm saying I'll give you the opportunities that they didn't have. Okay, cool. So I watched my mama and my daddy. I come from two parent home. I got a mama and a dad. They both together. I raised in the house with both of them. Unlike a lot of stereotypical shit. I mean, I got a mom and dad. So with that being said, I watched these folks. But my, my upbringing wasn't no different from the motherfucker didn't have no mama, no daddy. Because or, or, my folks was at work. They work, get up, go to work. Come home, be tired, they sleep. Get up, go to work, come home, they tired, they sleep. Get up, go to work, come home. I see that shit, man. I'm not finna live like that. And the best reference to that is the Matrix. That's why I love that movie. 
And I told my mama, I said, mama, y'all in the Matrix. We like the ones, we like Neo and Morpheus and all them folks because we know this is not living. This ain't it. So that's why they, the agents is the fucking police. That's why they want to catch up. You see what I'm saying? Because we know, like, ain't no American dream. Ain't no none of that. All that shit is fake. But a simple fact, and peep this, because I know you, you you got some intelligence. No, I'm glad we're doing this. Boom. Everybody can't be rich. There's no way humanly possible that they would allow everybody to be rich because who the fuck would work? But they tell you that, though. If you do this, you're going to be rich. No, the fuck you're not. You can't let that happen. There's no way. You feel me? So it's like, I'm aware of that so I can find means for the way the system is designed, the way they want us to go to school, get the education, find a good job, and then you'll progress in life. No, you won't. They can't let everybody do that. So they're going to keep you where you at unless you go against that. And when you go against that, they got a place for you. They're either going to kill you or lock you up. And that's from the system. So the fuck is the difference? If you do it in the streets or you do it with the system, it's either or. It's, it's still the same result. So, and my mama, she had, she eventually had stopped working because she understood it. She was like, man, I ain't with this shit. I'm not with this shit. Like, waste my life, just go and be tired all the time. No, forget about it. So for that luxury, this is what we risk. This is what this is what I put up. I put up my freedom to live a better life or to provide a better life for people that I care about. You know what I'm saying? So so they don't have to do. Because you got to look at it like this. Let's say all the whatever shit I done did in the streets, jail time, whatever, however, it made me wild to make these songs. And these songs eventually turn into millions of dollars or generational wealth to where my kids will never have to fucking do that shit. You see what I'm saying? So it's worth it to me. Yeah, see, it's it's so interesting to me because I look I look at your your story and I'm like, you're almost like one in a million. Like the risk versus reward is so high in terms of like you can either get it or you can end up, you know, really looking back and going, I miss a lot of opportunities. So, you know, in terms of that pathway, I definitely get it. And then on the flip side, I'm like, I get not wanting to do the nine to five. Like that makes sense to me because if, if for me, I don't like it. Like I have a, a nine to five job as well and I do this, but like I, what I have always disliked is other people telling you when you deserve something, when you're ready for your next you know, promotion, when you're ready to do the next thing, when you're ready to earn more money, that has always pissed me off. So I get breaking out of that cycle 100%. And then look, the way you're saying it, not, not to interrupt you, but the way you're saying it, that shit sound like jail, bro. It sound like jail to me. And you talking about like in the business world or the working world, the nine to five world, right? Yeah, the corporate. That's what it is. It's corporate world. I mean, that sounds like jail. <laughs> When to do this, when to do that. If you do this right, then you'll get this. Like, no, motherfucker, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. So, like I said, it's like, like how you just said it. It's like it's not designed for you to make that progress. Or by the time you make the progress, you old as fuck. You can't even enjoy that shit. Well, the weird, the weird thing is, everyone. By the time you get to the point, you're beaten down. You're old. So, like, like you said, like you're like if you look at all the CEOs, they're like. 60 they're like 60 65 but by the time they're making like actual 
big money, you're 65 and then you're an old dude and there's not that much that you can do with it. So like, and then the problem is that that it, that mindset gets beaten into you. So like you were young and you were like, why do I have to wait? And then they beat you down after 40 years and then you treat everybody like you were treated. And so that's just passed on. But that's the system. So that's why that's why people and give you a better understanding of people's lives. Oh, damn, why would I do that? I would never do that. But you don't know how they're, you know, because everybody's going to disciple shit different, they're different from different vantage points, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, in most cases, or the people that thrive in that shit, because, you know what I'm saying, everybody's don't win. You know, they have a, a, a objective that they ultimately trying to reach. You know what I'm saying? Like me, like that's 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 how I justify the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, or make it make sense to me. Like shit, if I if I do this, then this is what's gonna be the end result. Not not like before any type of music, but just just like initially when it, when I jumped out the port, when I decided I'm gonna go out here and give you some money, I wasn't saying I'm gonna give you some money and go to jail and have to do this so I can rap about it. And not to not to change subject, but this is the thing. That's what's going on now with the music. That's exactly what's going on. Motherfuckers is literally doing this shit so they can rap. And I said that in a line. I said, on um, I got a video. I just came out. It's on YouTube. Y'all check it out. Go go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pesh Mayweather. Subscribe to that dope content. Bars for days. But anyway, I said, I'm from a dimension where we spit it how we live it, not trying to live it how we spit it. That's a fucking bar, bro. Come on. Well, the you know the transition actually works really nicely because the lesson from this conversation, this is why I love this doing this podcast, is because like I get the opportunity and the fans get an opportunity to understand behind who you are as an artist and an individual. But the lesson is not to just take what you're given, but to actually go out and go for it. Like it doesn't have to be on the streets, but at, what it does have to be is like whatever you love do that whatever you like want whatever you feel like your real passion is go do that and fine you may not make money for a while but you will make money over time because you love it so keep hustling the only time you won't make money is if you don't do what you love and then you're you're beat down and then you know you're you're looking back in your life and you're like i did 40 years of nine to five and it sucked and now i missed my opportunity and then like, I, I experienced that like with old friends, like people I might have did like started rapping with when I was in high school and shit like that. And they went the other route and they did whatever they did or whatever, whatever. Like I had a homeboy. He came back around. I ain't seen him in like 10 years. He come around. You see, I, I'm having motion with the music because he rap. He was dope. So he was around me. was like, man, we supposed to be. And I stopped him right there. Like, look, bro, I don't do none of that what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be right here, right now, whatever the fuck I'm doing, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So obviously he has regrets in his life. I don't. So it's like, I don't even allow that type of talk around me. I feel like everything that I've done or every place that I've went or whatever I went through was all for a reason. So I don't do what I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be right here. You know how they be like, bro, we're supposed to be on a boat or a plane or a jet. No, we're supposed to be right here. I don't know where you're supposed to be at. Yeah, I think I think there is something good to know that you're on the right path. And like the right path involves lots of 
uh, wrong paths, if that makes sense. Like no one has a straight road to success. That's the key. Like no one just walks uphill and you get there. You have boulders in your way. Unless your dad is Will Smith, shit like that, you know, then then it's given. But even they, 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 they kids probably figure out a way to do it because naturally kids going to rebel anyway, so they're going to go to a different route. That's just by nature. So you're right, though. Like, ain't none of that shit given. Or, or it's multiple ways, and that's what's going on. Or you're going to have to sacrifice something. It could be your beliefs. Hell, in some cases, it could be your fucking manhood from the shit out of her. You feel me? I ain't doing that shit. Like, I done seen folks supposed to be well-respected, street niggas or whatever, want it so bad that they compromise that. Well, I was actually going to ask you, because this happens, and this happens from what I see, like, I'm, I'm, this is, obviously, I'm not a street person. Like, I'm, I'm not from the hood, right? And you can tell, like, there's no lie in this. Like, you can tell, like, you can be like, nah, this, he hasn't had that experience, but I'm sure you can also tell when rappers pretend like they are and like you can see that they start associating with people from the streets, but they're not from the streets. How does, how do you feel about, you know, people who are pretending to live a life that they don't actually live? I mean, like in, in the era before me, it meant something. And then in my era, that's when the transition to where now it doesn't even fucking matter because it's all entertainment. It's not. It's not built off of being real. And and, and people had to shit Mr. Shrew. Real don't mean you in the streets and you shoot guns. Real means you know who the fuck you are and you ain't gonna lie to yourself. That's what really like. They don't say I don't. I, and I hope don't like no LGBT gay folks be mad or whatever. But I don't per se like deal with that or feel that as far as with the homosexuality, but what I do respect is if you if you like men, then then like men. That's being real. Don't kick it like you like, girl, because you're worried about what somebody else say. Do what the fuck you do. That's keeping it real. You see what I'm saying? So that's where you get lost lost in transition at, like, you know? Oh, I'm real because whoop-de-woop-woop. No, 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 that doesn't make you real. That's fake. But at this point with the music, it doesn't matter. Just like with the 6 9 shit. Like, he's a bona fide rat. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. He make good music, though. Or Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson pissed on little boys and played with their ass and shit. He make good music, though. Fuck it. We'll you know what I'm saying? Like, allegedly. Look at that. Look at that. Looking after. But, but I think, yeah, staying true to yourself is so important. But at the end of the day, like, my opinion on it is... Like you said, it's entertainment. So like, you know, an actor plays a character who they're not, who's not real, right? Like an actor pretends. So if a rapper pretends, I actually don't mind as much because my view on it is like, you're just putting content out there so that people can enjoy it. And if you think that people will enjoy you pretending to be somebody, then so be it. Like, obviously it's easier if you're being true to yourself, but at the same time, like, you can't begrudge people who want to see success, but that that works into like your career and like so, like how did you come to music or at what point in your life did music become like a a big part? I mean, I grew up in a house of music. Like my daddy, like 
used to DJ and shit in the army type shit. So he say so. He used to be at the house doing that. And then I got an older brother. He listened. That's how I first started listening to rap to my older brother. And that's just what it was. So I don't know what, like, why I started rapping. I don't, oh, all right. I know. All right. So then when I get in school, you got, you know, you had a little parties and shit like that. And you, and you have the, uh, you had the dudes that dance. And you had the other dudes. I'm not finna dance. So shit, I started rapping. Like, shit, I can learn. I can do that. So now we go to the party. They be having folks rapping. I'm, I'm rapping. I know how to rap. So we in school with it. Juvenile. When I got, cause I got incarcerated when I was like 15. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's why I said when we was talking about the jail shit. Like that's why I sharpened my knife up. Literally, like in real life and mentally, like sharpened my knife up, like, and made the decision. Cause like I said, I played sports. So through all like from five to fifteen, I played baseball and basketball. So it's just like when I went to jail as a juvenile, it's like, do I really want to do this, or my folks want me to do this shit? I want to do it, but I like music more. So when I started rapping, and then when I get out, it's like they want me to play baseball. I don't want to play this shit. I want to do music. I want to rap. Fuck that. So that's what it was. And how did your parents That's what take? The girls. Like, I'm not going to the party, huh? How did your parents react? Like, your parents obviously want you to go down sport. You choose music instead. What was their reaction? I mean, my mama was the one who took me to the studio. She the first person took me to the studio. So, you know how the moms is with some mom, mom dudes going whatever you want to do. So she took me to the studio, and my pops was, you know how the pops is. They don't want to hear that shit. Holler at me when you put it on wax. Like, that shit echoes in my fucking head from my dad. Holler at me when you put it on wax. Like, all right. So that's what that shit is in the back of my head that, that drives me. So it's like, I don't take it as a diss. I take it as motivation. So every chance I get, yeah, it's on wax. You like that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I got another one. That was on wax, too. How about that? Oh, you see that? Yeah, I got an award. It gave me best rap in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, you see that? I'm going to get a plaque, but this was just four million streams on my first album. That's on wax, ain't it? So I be fucking with them. And then I might show some of the, the chicks that come with it, you know, the purse. Like, yeah, that's from being on wax. Remember that? So, yeah, for real. Like, that shit is fucking hilarious, bro. Well, it's I just... be on, Look, I be on his ass. On Pops, I be on his ass. Like, you remember you told me that? It's so funny, though, that, like, it, it, he said it, like, at the beginning. When you had nothing, he said it, like, just a, a passing comment. And you never forgot. You never forgot. How many, however many years passed, and you never forget. I'm saying I had to be, look, I had to be, I want to say 13, 14. So that's like 28 years ago. That shit is embedded. It's on wax. How about that? You know what I'm saying? I love it. It's all those little things. And, you know, it's so weird because sometimes it's like you need someone to be like, oh, you can't do it, or you shouldn't do it. And you're like, I'll show you. I'll prove you wrong. Nah, for real. Then I'm multiplying. I'm tripping. Like, 20, I, I would be like, damn, they're 50. No, that's like 18 years ago. I'm tripping. Yeah, part But, oh, uh, hell yeah. That, that shit that shit is like, it echoes. But see, I do my kids like that. I do my kids like that because that shit will get embedded, and that'll be a motivation because of the way, like, I'm going to raise mine the same way I was raised to where the voice echoes like 
my dad, my dad said this, my dad said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you, 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 you want to make it, your parents, you don't want to disappoint your parents. I never been, I never been like as far with the streets to be accepted by the streets or be accepted by people. I don't really give a fuck about that. I ain't never really gave a fuck about that. At first, I used to be like kind of shy when I was younger to, to, to understanding the ways of the world. And what I understood is money is cool, material shit is cool, all that's cool, but the one common denominator, the equalizer of all things is people respect violence. This is a fact. So it doesn't cost money to do that. You see what I'm saying? I can make money from being that though. You see what I'm saying? So that's 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 where it went with me. And and it, and I ain't gonna say it's worth to perfection, but I, I don't mind the results. I love being the way I am because guess what? If people pay attention, and I tell this to people all the time, like yo, bro, do you know? Do you realize how much money the United States owes people? Well, we are the biggest fucking bullies, bro. You know why we get away with anything? Because they know we will come blow that shit the fuck up. So respect. So same thing in the street. Like, you play with pests. Hey, you know what's going to happen? It's not going to be pretty. They got to respect. Got to. It's so It's so interesting because, like, the life lesson is, like, if you're not prepared, just don't do it. Like, if you're not willing to pay the price, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people like the the image. They like the look of it. They like the the. They don't like the. They don't like the backlash though. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, see, that's when six nine is a perfect fucking example. You want all this and all this cool, but what happens when them indictments come? Yeah, you feel me? What what happens when that indictment come? What happens when they start talking about them twenties and them thirties? That's like that's that's. It's crazy. I'm actually writing a book. Well, the book is wrote. I just ain't finished it. I got it published. And it's like, it's like a, a, a street version of the four-day loss. Like I consider myself like a, a master professor of, of, of all of Robert Green books. You feel me? Like I study these things. And it's like 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 how somebody probably would study the Bible or a textbook. I study this shit. And for so those like, who don't know, Robert Greene is a really uh, big historian. He's actually like, he, he looks at like uh, how a lot of leaders um, made made their way and he collaborated with 50 Cent on his books. So Robert Greene is actually like a, and to be honest, I'm impressed that, that you love his books because like, you know, he is a really smart dude. And I'm actually listening to the audio book right now of the 50th Law, his collab with, uh, 50 cents so um yeah for those who don't know and for those who think that like you know Pesci's talking trash check out Robert Green because like he's legit right and like I could teach a class for him that's how hard about it I'm on it like I could teach a class of all things like but and then it's like because you got the 40 law artist deduction mastery on the 50th law um, the one I got at the house right now, I ain't even open it, but I just got it at the house. I got the actual book. Um, the human, I forgot which one it is, but I got this shit at the house. But uh, but all of it, it all go back to the four-day law. It's like all them other ones could be could have been chapters in the four-day law. So when I tell somebody they say they get into it, bro, go to the 48 first, master that, not read it, 
learn it, study it, apply it, and see the results. We see the results. That shit is almost fucking foolproof. It's fucking amazing. But then when I try to pass information out to like some of the homies, like just some of my my, my homies, my pilots, whatever, whatever. Well, I've been read that. Now you probably read it and ran through it, but you ain't really seeing it because it's like you in the streets. It's just like I swear to God, that shit changed my life, bro. Like ten years, what year this is? Two thousand eleven. Yeah, ten years ago, I was locked up. I was locked up. I had an arm rev- I had an arm robbery, kidnapping. Aggravated assault charge. I sat in the county jail two years fighting this shit. But in them two years, I had that book the whole time. So it's like, don't outshine the mouse. First one. But matter of fact, now we, I'm going to do that and then I'm going to go back. But the first that's the first law. And it don't mean like a master. It means whoever the subordinate, whoever's above you in a position of power. Don't upstage, even if you know some shit. And the only way, the only time is, a right time to upstage him if he's making fucking fatal mistakes or money costing mistakes. It's like, hold up, bro. But until then, play your fucking position. That's how you fucking win. You see what I'm saying? But that's the first. That's the that's the first um the law. But before the law in the preface, this is the biggest one. It says master your emotions. Cause an act of what you do. It ain't about what you gain, how much that shit costs you, bro. So that shit, anything I do, any, how much does it cost me? Like, if I cuss this motherfucker out, or let's say when we, we put together the interview, and then you was like, um, when I had missed it or whatever, my father, I apologize about that. And you, and you, and you was like this, and then I just say some fuck shit. It might have made me feel good, but it might have just cost me an opportunity. But I showed, cussed him out. I showed, told him by himself. Nah, it don't work like that. And same for me. Like, you know, I could turn around and I could give you a spray and I could be like, you know what, Pesh, I'm never dealing with you ever again. I'm never, no interview because we had to postpone. Like, I could do that too. But again, what's the, what's the win? The win is not there. The, it makes you feel good for five minutes. And at the end of the day, we both lose. And that's... That is so important. Like, you know, like you look at your goal and I'm, what's my goal? Like my goal is not to be like, you know, starting fights with artists I want to interview. Like I I legitimately want to speak to the artists. So, you know, I'm going to give every opportunity and, you know, you get, you get so many chances until you don't get another one. But at the end of the day, like, you know, shit happens. So yeah, I think it's, Hey, look, that's what it is. I ain't going to tap you down. All right. I, sl- I forgot. Like, it ain't wasn't nothing going on. I just forgot. Like, oh, shit. Is it too late? Like, oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? But uh, when you hit me, uh, you did it right this time. When you hit me, all right, bet. Got you at the barbershop. So I'm like, all right, bet. Boom, perfect. Got a haircut. Whatever. Just got my glasses fixed. Let it go. You know what I mean? We can chop it up. That's what I like to do. Like, folks don't even really know how cerebral this shit is. They think it's just it's just pure ignorance. And when I do retire from music, when I do the washed up rapper thing, which is the podcast, so that's a bar too. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the new King. That's like the bar of the year. Just a washed up rapper gets you a podcast. Woo-hoo-hoo. See, the that's good thing bar. is I was never a rapper. So no, 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 you good. <laughs> but then when I get my podcast, it's, it's going to be called Intelligent Ignorance because that's me. I like it. 
Yeah. So, matter of fact, I might bring you in on it. See, you my man's in them now. I'm bringing you in on it. We'll be the intelligent. You can be the intelligent. And I'll be the ignorant. Nah, you, you're the streets. I'm like every you like you can teach me about you know the the street life, and I'll and I'll do the other stuff. Right, but but get what though? The street life ain't really the street life. It's just regular life. It's just where they play for keeps. That's all. But shit, they play for keeps in the, in, in in the real world too. You see, we're already practicing. We're already practicing for when you retire and we start our own podcast. This is the content you're going to get. You're going to get this conversation all the time. We're going to talk about whatever you want to hear. Right. But we got to get you in the hood, though. Uh, to be honest, man, I'm a, if, if I'm in the hood, I've, I've done something wrong. That's not like I know that's not exactly where I'm meant to be. You'll have to take me. You'll have to be my bodyguard. You know, I'm a big guy, right? Like, like I know but, that I'm okay, but I know also that, you know, I'm a man of words. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a violence type person. Like, I'm a, that's why I got a podcast. That's why I'm a, I'm a fantastic at talking. Like, you know, hey, let me what? rattle it off. They see you, they see you with me. They're going to be like, okay, he on something, but he with them. Look, they see you with us. They're going to be like, he got a gun on him. No, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> He ain't gonna be with them if he ain't gonna goddamn shoot. Nah, no, fuck with your fuck up. We might have to take some lessons. I might have to go to the gun range and and figure out how to make sure I can shoot straight. Right, right. But yeah, bro. So that that that's 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 where it's at. Like, so that's where. Cause I was just talking to a female, right? And she was like, "The same thing that I don't like about you makes me like you." And I'm like, "Uh, well, I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's just like." <laughs> Um, I'm just aware of I study people like I self taught myself to be like a fucking whatever them shit is they be fucking like a psychiatrist psychologist one of them yeah so one I think them. psychologist yeah that come from the Robert Green dude like he taught me like the fuck like shit's real it's real like I look boom you say you on the fiftieth boom okay so that's like the last bit I did I've been out since 2019 right boom. So the last bit I did, right? The 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 I had that 50 law. Now mind you, I had it before, read it, ran through it because it's a small book. Boom, ran through it. Didn't get nothing out of it. I was like, I don't really like this shit. So then when I locked up again, and that's why I always find a, like something good out of a fucked up situation. You know what I'm saying? I had the 50th came across me again. And I said, let me try to really read. But the 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 Best and biggest thing that I got out of it that made sense that I could apply was when it says move before you're ready. And it's about fear. And at first I was like, fear of dying. It ain't, it ain't gotta be fear of dying. Just the whatever fear it is just holding you back from being the best motherfucker, whatever you're trying to be in life. Fuck it. Fuck it. So like with move before you wreck, I had a big problem with going out. I'm not a people person. I don't like being around a lot of people. I'm not no, I don't want to be in no crowd. I don't like none of that. And that shit is hindering me because like DJ like, yo, man, you got to come out. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do it. Like, I ain't with this shit. Or I make excuses. But after reading that, it's like my excuses are my fears. Fuck that. You ain't super nigga. Like nigga, that's what you're, you're making excuses, but you're scared. And I ain't scared of no person. I'm scared of me or what I'm going to do if, if something don't go how I want to go if a nigga play with me. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, hear no evil, see no evil. If I don't be around it, I don't got to worry about that shit. 
but it's like you can't progress on what you're trying to do. So move before you're ready. And then with, with and, and what I took out of moving before you're ready, it's like we all do it. Like I'm gonna get this pair of sneakers, I'm gonna get this car, I'm a, when I get this amount of money. But you might have the money to get it, but you're making an excuse. Like let's say you worth ten thousand dollars and some shit you want cost two, three thousand. That's not that's not half of your bank, bro. You still gonna have like seventy five percent of your money left after you spend that. But you're gonna make an excuse. Now wait till I get to twelve thousand, and then I'm gonna buy it. No, because you gotta look at it like this. Well, well, that's how I look at it. I go to the club. I go on a date. I'm trying to press a chick. I kind of spend too much money. Then it's like I wake up and it's like, fuck, I spent too much money. But it's automatically the way I am or way a real hustler is that anybody that gets money or ambitious, you're going to make up for that. You're going to get that money back and it's just going to happen. You ain't going to, it ain't, you know what I'm saying? You're going to cut corners on certain shit to get that bread back. So it's like, okay, so this is my fucking career. You know what I'm saying? So when, let's say your podcast is like super big, like, Dumb big like fucking Joe Budden or some shit, which is gonna be it's gonna be bigger than his shit. Fuck him. But you see what I'm saying? It is 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 astronomically big, and you like Pitch, I got an opportunity for you. I'm gonna put you on here. I'm gonna need five thousand dollars. Let's say I'm worth fifteen thousand. Five ain't gonna kill me, but goddamn, but what wait till I get twenty before I spend them five. No, I'm gonna go ahead and spend that money, I'm gonna get it back, and I'm gonna get that opportunity. And I'm gonna keep progress. So it's like people attention span so small. It's like you take too long, they forget about you. Now you gotta reacclimate yourself. Well, I think the the big key and, and something that I learned from doing the podcast was like the podcast will never be perfect. Like I accept that. Like I accept that I'll never be a hundred percent happy with everything that I put out, but I will always try to make it a hundred percent. I will always try to make it perfect. And it's the aspiration and the the goal of perfection that keeps you going like you just at some point you just got to start releasing shit like at some point you got to start releasing music at some point you got to start releasing episodes otherwise you just sit and you do it and you never really know right right exactly so uh all right in this segment of the podcast i'm going to take you guys inside of one of atlanta's finer pizza eaters See, on fire. You like this, right? Yeah, I do, actually. Wow. <laughs> right now, we are in the Buckhead area. This is Chester Bridge Road, people. Home of the illustrious Onyx Nightclub. Ass and titties. You did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to tell you. Them folks playing, look, they playing the funk jazz version of sexual healing right now. You don't hear this shit? Yeah, put it on. I mean, it's on the background. That shit sound like some shit in New Orleans. Oh, I went in there and just asked, like, what the fuck are y'all listening to? <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you because, like, one the, something that is unavoidable when you when you look at Pesh Mayweather is that you always talk about how you're you're the the best rapper in Atlanta. And for for anyone who's obviously listening and for who who would question that obviously Atlanta has a lot of rich history in terms of artists. Like, you know, there are outcasts um, and killer Mike, like it is just got list after list. Like Atlanta is bringing hip hop and has been bringing hip hop for since the nineties and eighties. So how do you attribute the kind of to yourself? Like you're the best rapper in Atlanta. 
I mean, I don't know if you try to do that on purpose or that's just coincidence. That's a great segue. I, that's your view. Because the same folks you named, I'm the folks who groomed me to be the best. And like, why wouldn't I? I started at the dungeon, was trained by Killer Mike. So to be the best, you got to beat the best or be trained by the best. So I was trained by the best. So training with Killer Mike, like, what was that experience like? How did he put you to work? How was he like, all right, Pesh, this is what you need to get better at. This is what you need to work on. Um, Just basically, like, like, it's always competitive. Just being in a dungeon, period, it's competitive. Like, you got to think. Um, And it's, it's this document. It's, uh, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, people, that's all I can tell you. Is, is I got the best rapper in Atlanta trailer. And, uh, and we are answering all these questions, but I give it to you, Rado. At the end of the day, it's like, this is the dungeon. This is where Outcast was created. This is where Goody Ma was created. Legendary shit. So I'm a young boy, high school, in there. And you're going to get put to the test. You're supposed to rap. First of all, you wouldn't be in there if you didn't get through, like, the gates, which is Yoda, which is Ray Murray, part of Organized North. And what's crazy... He called me yesterday. You know who Ray Murray is? No, I don't. Well, they got a documentary on Organized Noise on Netflix. You might want to check that one out too, though. But Ray Murray is the main. Is Ray Murray and Rico Way is Sleepy Brown. That's Organized Noise. Ray Murray is like the, the main one that makes the music, makes the beats. So I was brought to him through somebody else, like a DJ. Like it was the rapper Cool Breeze, his DJ. He brought me to him. I spit my shit to this me fresh out of like battling folks in school, the shit we were just talking about earlier. Like, yo, I got a young nigga, he hot, like he hot, like I be doing hot shit, like we be doing what we be doing, but he can rap his ass off. So they took me over there. So it's like, yeah, he he passed through that. So now I'm gonna get a call, yo, we at the studio, come up here. You might got niggas in there rapping, they gonna start looking at you, rapping at you. Like, he talking about, Okay, all right, in my turn. So that's what's grooming you. So then when I come to do songs or whatever, it's like, like this just on the dungeon side, and Ray used to be like, that's cool, we know you can rap, but like, who are you? Talk about something, you know what I'm saying? So that right there, that's just one aspect of it. So then it's like with, with, with Mike, Mike, and I met Mike at, like, they used to have this shit back in the day. It was called the Green Light Room. And it was just way, it's like a cypher. When people come and battle and shit. So, Mike already a rapper. We high school. I'm, me and my man, we coming in there putting it to, all because a bunch of New York folks, we killing them. You hear me? Like, running through. So, that's how I ended up linking with Mike and didn't know who he was, but I was already fucking with the Dungeon fan. Then found out he was, was like, so it just all synced in. So that's how that was. So it was like, he had the grind time. It used to be grind time rap game. You ever heard of grind time? Nah. Oh yeah, that was like, yeah, it was, it was like Killer Mike, his little cool, whatever, whatever. So it was grind time and that's what it was. So. That just prepared me, like, you know, just being in the studio with Mike, seeing how he do his shit, structuring rhymes, different cadences, rapping to the music instead of the drums, just different shit. You know what I'm saying? 
it may be where I'm at now. But, but you combine that, that's like technical. So you have a lot of rappers that are dope, but they have a technical flow. Like, let me think of somebody like that. Like Benny Butcher, Benny Butcher hard. Well, I was gonna say, like, you should have a technical. Like, I love a technical flow. Like, what annoys me more than anything else is when rappers don't rap on the beat. Like, that drives me crazy because I'm like, the beat is fire. What you're saying is good, but it's off beat. You need to figure out how to get your flow on beat. Drives me insane. And see, but see, that's that new shit. That's that new shit. The new shit is is damn near predicated off of not being on beat. Damn near. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the interview I just did with Saturday Night Buffalo. They said, and she said some real shit. She said, I'm bridging the gap between the two. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm meshing them together with the technical, with, with the sauce. So guess what I call it? This is my style. It's called bars with the sauce. So we call it SARS. You feel me? It's like the disease. You're going to catch it. Right. If, if you're into that, some <laughs> folks are just strictly, they want to vibe, they want to dance. That's cool. But for the folks that like lyrics or the folks that like, you know, melodies and all that, I'm just, brrr, I'm putting it all in one. So that would, that would, that would, that why I feel like I can say what I say. I'm the best because it's like, okay, put me, put me in, the, in these arenas of these categories with these top lyrical people. Lyrical. Okay. I go bar for bar. Metaphor, metaphor, whatever. But the difference. What's going to separate me? I can do that other shit too. That's why I got the song with Lil' Key. I can do a song with Lil' Key, but then do a song with Jim Jones. It's out there. And and, and thrive. Not just be on the song, but yo, he got the dopest verse. Oh, oh he, that little shit with Lil' Key for the young folks that want the mumble shit that got that too. Oh, that's my favorite song. So it's just like, ain't nobody doing that. Ain't nobody never did that. And that's what I'm doing. Or, or I'm, I'm from Atlanta, but I got a pop smoke sound record. I got a drill record. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're definitely right in terms of like the the versatility. You've definitely got a lot of versatility. But I mean, the the whole thing is like it, it is obviously a tough blend to hit because there are so many different obviously sounds. But I think that you know. At first, I was like, oh, what the hell is this shit? And then you start to listen a bit more and you actually start to get to get into it because I love when you, to be honest, this is like my favorite tracks. I like when you use like a vocal sample in the background, like that shit always pops for me, always. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I like my album, Best Rap in Atlanta, all platforms, y'all go get that. It's called Best Rap in Atlanta. The first song is like, one of my kill verses from jail. Like, shit, I used to take niggas' whole commissary with. You know what I'm saying? This is a fact. Like, that whole shit was wrote in jail. So it was like, to no beat. Or I have like an instrumental in my head from somebody Jack beats. Like, an a artist beat that I know. So, but how I did that song, you listen to it, I don't know if you did your homework, but go listen to that song, Bigger Ranger on the intro. Bro, I'm rapping like any type. Of, I can go to URL, any type of battle rap league. Those are the type of bars it is. But I put the auto tune. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I put the auto tune. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed the auto tune. Like for me personally, like I think that 
this is my personal opinion on it. I think you sound better without auto-tune, but I get that like a lot of fans love auto-tune. So like I get the choice. Right now, see, but that, and that's what I'm telling you, because it's like people like they might have a, a, a like you have a certain taste, but that, that you, you want some folks like spicy food. Like I don't give a fuck if it's it's, it's chicken. I don't want it unless it's hot chicken. So you feel me? So they like music, but I like auto tune. So you only listen. It's your right. I don't want to hear that. So now you got the tune on that motherfucker. Like okay, oh, oh, oh but he just said what? He said oh. But that man just said, "Boy, I killed your dog pet cemetery. Like that's a bar." But I got the mm, y'all want to hear that? I got that for you too. So that 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 that's that's how we did that. And it's it's funny, like you say that, but then it's females. I like it when you do this. Like, okay, well, shit, we got a little something for everybody. <laughs> but for the most part, don't get it twisted. The most part, the most important thing is the bars with me. That's the most important. Most important, the other shit is secondary. So that's 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 what creates forever music. Not to cut y'all, but that's what creates forever music. Not trendy music. Trendy music is gonna be like the latest dance. It's gonna go. Forever music is shit I just did called a demonstration, or the video I did Red Velvet video. Some of them lines are from like two thousand and eight. Yeah, I never put it out. And and the track, in my opinion, Brian Nichols, like that to me, that is one of your best tracks in like like in terms of beat in terms of content in terms of you just use your voice there's no auto tune it's so raw it's so good so powerful so to me that's one of those tracks very very slept on but it should be slept on for the simple fact if it hits the masses then it'll it'll fuck the united states up because two plus two is before then that's the way I made it, like in the intro. Like, so you don't think I'm promoting, hey, look, kill the police. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if somebody attacked us, do you think we're gonna go over there like, don't shoot America? No, we're gonna go blow that shit up. And they ain't gonna fuck with us no more. That's just what it is. So how come the same rules don't apply? These motherfuckers is killing niggas just to kill them. Like, it's like it's a wave. Either it's the new wave or it's just a simple fact that everybody got camera phones. Either or. It's prevalent. It's a lot. Sometimes necessary. More times than others, it's unnecessary. So it's like, how do you prevent that? Okay, you prevent that shit. How, the way you prevent that shit is shit. If them motherfuckers know, hey, it's going to be some consequences and repercussions, they're going to think twice before they pull that trigger. Like, look, I killed this motherfucker. They're going to kill three, four of my partners. It's going to be protesting. I ain't doing that shit, man. Let them go. Fuck it. We'll get them later. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like I like obviously being here, like in Australia, it's like looking in. And the cool thing about the the black rights, the the Black Lives Matter, is that it went worldwide, and like it, it's insane. And like obviously, it is a problem that's been passed down through generations and through the history of of the United States and through the history of, to be honest. You know, white society has never been very good at, and I'm saying putting this lightly, but never been good at, um, you know, including original cultures and including and being an inclusive place. So, like, I mean, it, it's weird for me to comment on it because, like, I don't 100% understand not, it. Not really, because you you looking at, you have a great vantage point. You're not in the midst of it. You can see it for what it is, and that's the problem. That's the problem. It's like with us, it's like when you shitting, 
you can't smell your shit like when another motherfucker walk in that motherfucker after you shit like that. Damn. I, I yeah, you know I just think that I think there are legitimate problems, and I think that a lot of people took the opportunity to pretend like they care and they don't actually care. You know, they go on social media, they put their Facebook, whatever they're doing, but they don't actually care. And I think sometimes there's too many voices. You need the people that care, the people who have effects, and then people who legitimately want change to put that forward. The problem is that everybody has their say and you can't, and it's really hard to differentiate people who are telling the truth and people who want change and people who pretend and don't actually want to do anything. They're just benefiting from the the whole outcry and, and everything that's going on. Right. Like, it's, it's a lot of black people too, like, Black people, white people, that shit ain't got no color. They trying to make money off of it. That's just what it is. And that's that like, that's that's like why I said what I said. Like, bro, like we supposed to be like niggas in gangs and shit, right? Folks in gangs. Like if you know the history of any type of organization, it's like this was brought on to protect the community. So if you blood, you cripple, GD, whatever, like where y'all niggas, where, where, where we at? Like, like. Stand up for something. That's the whole point. This what they done turned it into, oh, kill him, kill each other. That ain't what this shit about. So anytime, like, well, I'd have been incarcerated, like, because I, I have a lot of, like, I don't even know the right word, but I'm, like, I have a lot of um authority or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But I don't condone none of that. Like, dudes fighting each other or dudes trying to take something from another brother. It's like, yo, if you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's, it's not racially motivated, but it's just like, why you, if you're going to do something, do something to somebody want to do something to you. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't do something because it's like we hate each other. Like, look at them. You see yourself and you feel threatened. You want to do something to them. That's the way this shit, they done programmed us to think. And it's not like that. It's for this shit, what's going on. These police killing folks. We supposed to be the police of our community. We don't even need y'all. We'll handle this. You know what I'm saying? That's how shit should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, with, with any type of quote-unquote gang or whatever. Because at the end of the day, everybody want to belong to something. Republicans is a gang. A Democrat is a fucking gang. A Christian is a gang. A Muslim is a gang. Everybody think, if, if you're going to say bloods and Christians, anything else is a gang. Everybody want to be a part of something. But it's just like when us black folk come together in this country, and get terrified because they know if these folk figure this shit out and come together and not, we the only people that hate each other. You know what I'm saying? And, and come together, they'll take this shit over. But they know that. So that's why you had that. That's why you have so many highs of black officers because this shit is based off of money and they're not going to fuck their money up to feed their family for ultimately what's right. I mean, I've never understood racism as a concept. Like, I just don't get it. Like what I understand not liking people. I understand that, you know, I don't think you're a nice person. So I don't like you. I get that, but it has nothing to do with what you look like. And it has nothing to do for, with your background. It has nothing to do with that. Like, uh, like you and I, if anything, like you look at we're polar opposites, like right. look at in terms of, but we can sit here and we can be like, Oh, we can actually have a conversation and actually be friends I just don't get it. Like, because our differences is what is what makes us special. That's like 
the cool part. That's why I love living in the world is because I get to meet all these different cool people. And I don't want to talk to people who are just like me. Otherwise, like, what's the point of doing anything? It's boring. Like, I that's, that's what I never understood. Like, you, that's the win. Like, you, you want to hear something? Cultures. This was crazy. Black people are the most racist motherfuckers. I feel like, because get what? They don't, don't fuck racist. We racist to each other in forms of financial status, looks, just all that. That's still racist. Like, oh, he broke. I ain't fucking with him. But you ain't gonna fuck with him because he ain't got no money. It's the same thing. You ain't gonna fuck with him because he's black or you ain't gonna fuck with him because he's white. You ain't gonna fuck with him he got no money. But help him get some money. See what I'm saying? So I feel like black people, like we, 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 we have a, and, and it, it ain't, and I don't think it's per se our fault. We just been misled. Cause we the only motherfuckers, bro. This shit is fucked up. And I'm a part of the shit, part of the problem, all that shit. We the only motherfuckers that kill each other, bro. Like, don't nobody just want to go because I say you a bitch and bro, just go shoot everybody. Nobody, white people don't do that. White people just don't want to live and go kill 50 people. Like, I mean, once or twice a year. Like, that's fucked up too, but I'm just saying. White person, a white person in America is not going to wherever in where they stay in their neighborhood and shoot some shit up because so-and-so said he was a bitch-ass nigga, a bitch-ass white boy, some shit like that. Well, don't do that. I mean, white people don't do that. Black folks do that. That shit is crazy. But the fuck this up part about it, right? This is the key, and this is the fact. You know why? The fucking music. That's what's fucked up about it. The fucking music. If, if you want, if somebody won't keep it real, keep it real with Australia, whoever the fuck listen to shit. Cause this is some shit I'm talking about when I when I retire, but fuck it, I open it up now, and we'll see how it go. But, dude, all the killings, oh, I just lost. This ain't no cap. I just lost two of my partners. Personal partners were murdered in the last seven days. Murdered, wow. like these folks was gunned down. Like, and it ain't like out here. It ain't like how it is in Chicago or New York where they like the young niggas. It's the middle dude like this down. Like my partner just made third. Like we are all around the same age. He just made third. The other one just turned third. Dead, bro. Dead. For what? For what? Because somebody said something. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what like the specifics around it. But I know they did. And it's just like, where does that mindset come from? Okay. It goes to my mindset. I know, like I said, people respect violence and understand that all that. But my, also my mindset from what's embedded is me reading Robert Greene. That's what's embedded in my mind. Read the different things that I read. So what's being embedded in the youth mind or the music? Or what does all the music say? I'm a shooter. I'm a stepper. Kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. Like I said, I do it too. It is what it is. What the fuck? If a motherfucker brain isn't uh, uh, trained to process that this is only entertainment, it doesn't mean go do this. Nah, it means go do this to them because this is what's being accepted. This was getting all the pussy. This is what, so that's why it's like that. Because if you take the same energy and we saying kill, 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 and that's what getting all the pussy. If I'm saying go to school, go to school, get a degree, get a degree, 
be like me. I'm gonna fuck all the hoes. You're gonna get all the bitches from getting a degree. And the bitches don't want nobody with a gun and they don't want nobody with no truth and none of that. They want the nigga with the most books. That's what the fuck will be going on, bro. Swear to God. That's what be going on. That's what would be happening. If that's what was rapping around 24-7 on the radio. Oh, I went to Harvard. Oh, I went to Princeton. Oh, I went to Morehouse. <laughs> you just keep it a brick, bro. You don't think that there'd be a rat race to go to these schools? Well, well, that's why these conversations are so important. So, like, that's why having this conversation of, like, understanding who you are as an individual outside of the music actually gives that perspective. Like, that's what I love about doing this is that we get to understand your your views outside of just this is the music and this is why I do this because at the end of the day, I've always believed in, and I think education, and I'm not saying it has to be books. I'm not saying it has to you have to go to, to school or you have to go to uni, but educating yourself means like go and learn about stuff, go and experience things, go and... You can educate yourself like you're educating yourself. You're gone. These are Google. The fuck? Google. I fuck get mad at me. Oh uh, man, Google that shit. That's what I do. Anything I want to brr up in the Google. Go YouTube. All that. Like now, like right now. Like how could all this information now? How could you be a dummy? Like, but you know why? Because you got the music and you just want to hear this shit. Kill, 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 slide them. Okay, that I'm, I'm finna literally go find somebody to go do this to because I like this song and I want to do it while I'm listening to this fucking song. This is a fact. Because guess what? I used to fucking do it. It's fucked up, but it's fucked up. <laughs> bro, I swear to God, bro, I swear. I be thinking about shit. I say, bro, I get what I want out of this shit or whatever I feel like I deserve, I'd probably be the biggest advocate maybe against music unless that shit change because I'm the way I'm the way I'm set up. Niggas be be talking and all this, stop the violence, all that. I right, stop rapping about it, bro. That's why you ain't gonna hear me say that. I'm shit, get it how you live, bro. It is what it is. Then what we signed up for. Like what we talking about earlier, how do you accept it? Cause this is what this is what I signed up for. It's like I went to McDonald's to get a fucking big man. This is what I came for. You know what I'm saying? This this is this is what it is. So they want shit to change. They want artists. Then it, it got to start with the people that's influencing folks. Or it ain't even nothing wrong about telling the truth about some shit, but you got to tell all sides. Well, I mean, one of the one of the artists I've actually interviewed on the podcast, and a really intelligent artist, Rex. He actually talks about you know education. He talks about you know all those things and his most recent album came out and I'm going to shout him out, but um, there are definitely artists out there. So I recommend, obviously if you are looking for those types of artists, you can definitely find them as well. So um, yeah, one of my, my favorites is, is Rex. He's obviously worked with artists like DJ premier, my, my casual favorite uh, producer of all time, but um, yeah. Premier. premier is my favorite producer of all time, straight up. I know you fuck with Royce there, right? Yeah, oh, 100% Royce to 5'9". Oh, that's my boy right there. Look, hey, man, we're going to put that on record. Royce is number one. Nobody's out rapping Royce to 5'9". Let's keep it a break. Old or new, your J. Cole's, your Kendrick's, y'all ain't fucking with Royce. I'm standing on that. <laughs> I love Royce to 5'9". I saw him live in Australia when he came down, like I went to his show. But I will say, 
my favorite rapper, I, I gotta say, gotta be big pun. I I think his bars are hard to fuck with anyone. I think technically, if you look at maybe his beats weren't the best, but technically his flow and what he actually rapped about, the way he put together verses were unbelievable. He has to be close to my number one, if not number one. I he had a mean he had a mean ass cadence. That shit was unorthodox. Like, yeah, fun, fun was dope. Like I had I had this shit. I was a little kid at Capital Punishment. I had the shit without cussing in it. And now you got the shit with cussing in it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had I had I I, I think I got my mama to buy it for me or some shit. Like uh, Yep, I had that. I remember we was like going on a trip or some shit. Like in Kmart, why am I one of them stores? I'm talking about I was young. Like, my, my mom got my mama to buy, buy me that. I tell you what, this transitions perfectly into my last question because my last question is the only one that I plan on the podcast. So, and it's probably the hardest one that I ask, but if you had to recommend one album other than your own that everybody should listen to at least once, doesn't have to be hip hop, any album, what would it be? Oh, that's great. Um, let me see. One album. They got to get a pre- an appreciation of that you just have to listen to at least once. Have to listen to it at least once. See, this is the hardest. It's so weird because I ask so much, so many personal questions. But you only giving me one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I set everybody I up. Some people are quick, man. Some people like off the top, they know exactly what it is, but 90% of people are like you. If you ask me, I wouldn't have an answer for you. Like I actually wouldn't, but that's why I run the show because I don't have to answer the hard questions. I just sit back and relax. They're right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Answer me one more time. Let go. I got you. Let go. All right. If you had to recommend one album that you would recommend, everybody should listen to at least once. Doesn't have to be hip hop. Cannot be yourself. What would it be? The infamous. The infamous. There you go. Bang. Gotta listen to the infamous. Long live pride. Mob Deep. And I'm I love Hell on Earth as well. An absolute classic album. Um I I mean, what else can be said? There are just fucking infamous, bro. That shit is fucking awesome. Bro. I love that shit. Fucking infamous. But I want I I could have named a couple though, but I could have like but I go with the infamous, like the Mob Deep shit. Like that's it. That's it. That's it for me. Like, like I said, I had a big bro. My big brother listening to that. I'm not even supposed to be listening. You feel me? Like I'm not supposed to listen to this. Like, like, yeah, I remember that to the point where I was old enough to get it myself. Like I know that shit front to back. Yeah, infamous. Like, it, like that shit. That shit. Out of all the shit. I felt like I lived there when I listened to it. Like I'm, I'm from Queensbridge. Like I want to go here. Like when I went to New York the first time, made sure, yo, bro, you gotta take me to Queensbridge. I gotta go. I gotta see this. I want to go here. Did you, did you read Prodigy's book? Hey, look, that's the, like, like Nori's my boy. I used to like, I fought with Nori, but that shit made me like Nori even more. I'm like, yeah, I knew that nigga. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah, that is a, such a good book. Like, I, again, I have the audio book and I listen to the book and I was just, every time I was drive, I'd put it, put the book on and Prodigy's reading. 
and you hear his voice and the way he's talking about it. Yeah, that is such a good book. I don't know how many books I've read in my life, but I know, and that's why I said I stand on what I said, bro. I never read a book until I went to jail. Never, never, never even thought to pick up a book to read until I have yeah. nothing else to do. But damn. And found out that reading is, boy, I love that shit, bro. That shit is awesome. That shit is, it make your mind work because you can actually read it, but see it. Yeah, you visualize it. Like it makes, that's why, like as as a kid, I used to love reading. Like I remember being a kid and used to love reading. Like, and you just imagine all these things that they're talking about. And like, you do that now. Like they just, you just read a book and you just visualize it. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's so cool what it does to your mind. It makes it so much stronger. Like it forces you to just like it makes your mind stronger. Exactly. Exactly. But and just, see, that's like like in our culture, with that's not being enforced. I feel like that should be a campaign. Like rappers should stress that. Like, hey man, y'all niggas read, bro. I don't give a fuck what you read. Just read. Like, that what I tell anybody that wanna rap or whatever, like the young dudes in my neighborhood, because you know they run up to me, oh, we wanna uh bro, read. You ain't gonna understand it, but you wanna rap like how I rap, you wanna be fine. Read because it's gonna you're not gonna understand it, and they're not relaying the message right in school. That's the problem with school. They're not speaking a language that the kids can understand. And it's like, I figured it out myself. It's like, why the fuck they just ain't tell us this shit? And niggas would have did it. Like, yo, bro, how you gonna get some money if you don't know how to goddamn add this shit up? Or how you gonna you wanna rap? I, I know y'all like your favorite rappers. You wanna rap? Do you hear this? Do you hear his wordplay? Well, where the fuck you think the words came from? You better read. Well, that's that's my point. That like, you know, Big Pun read the dictionary. Eminem read the dictionary. Like they both like they understood the words, and you don't have to read the dictionary, but you got to read enough so that you know how the words fit together. You got to understand all these, and it, it expands your vocabulary. Like. The whole thing about being a rapper, if you want to rhyme, you got to know so many more words. Like the bigger your vocabulary is, the more interesting you'll be able to make your verse and your bars and your rhymes and your metaphors. Hey, look, and that then- shit be so far, bro. That's the fun part. Like create, like damn, I fucking said that. Where the fuck did that shit come from? I don't even know what the fuck I said. I'm gonna leave with a bar. Red Bell. This is one of those examples when I was just making this shit up. I said, I can make it make sense, but I don't know what the fuck I just said. Like, what does it mean? This is what I say. No, this ain't even this ain't even Red Velvet. This on the New King. This on the New King. I don't know when I'm going to drop that video, but the video coming soon. But I said, uh, I say, uh, killing them with... Ah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to rap this shit. Fuck it. Go for it. Uh, yeah, that'll work, goddamn, uh, I say this, that, just the whole verse, listen, I say this, that, Clark Wallaby, the flow's astrology, Pesci, Pisces, the biography, lobotomies, meat out your taco, this, that, Picasso, Marcialago, Taylor Ferragamo, oh baby, the flow brazen, that Wesley Chapel Shell gas station with the 380, all the way back to J-Way, that's my neighborhood. That's that's the store I trap at. But all the way back to J-Way, on a payday, it's a melee. For the yay, they going cray-cray. 
white powder like JJ's. That's that's JJ's fish. They got the powder on it, but yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh white powder like JJ's. I said, I'm up at JJ's with an AK, hot box with little Tay Tay. If we pop out, we don't play. Injured reserve. I go berserk, flow is absurd. I'm cold with the words, like playing Scrabble in Siberia. Scammers from Nigeria with clearing you if you're interfering with your inferior prosthetic material, cosmetic venereal. What the fuck did I just say? That's what that part right there. I had to find that part. We're clearing you if you're interfering with your uh material, prosthetic venereal, cos. I don't know what the fuck I said. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> First rapper to to just perform a verse on the podcast, Pesh is that leads actually perfectly into to an outro but pesh obviously breaking the way we do music and whether you like what he's saying or not you can't deny that you got to listen to it because the bars are there the flow is there he's got things for everybody and check him out on ig check him out on spotify make sure you check out the music um because he's he's repping it and obviously uh he's speeding bars but is there anything else you wanted to plug follow me on instagram but fuck instagram i don't get no money off instagram man subscribe to my youtube channel pitch mayweather hey man just subscribe you can dm and show me description i got merch for you whatever you are artist you got some dope shit send it to me i don't fuck with whack shit if it's fire i'm getting on it i don't care about no money i get money in these streets i get money from these streams too so tap in bro there we go make sure make sure you listen to to pesh obviously listen to the podcast as well hip-hop hustle as always uh but no nah, man i appreciate you coming on the show hey i bloody appreciate you too mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah hit me up though bro thanks for listening to the show please like and subscribe and follow me on instagram at the underscore hip-hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.